All right, and we bring on on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line, Pro Football Focus, is Ben Brown. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit BuyThePhoenix.com to learn more. Uh, ben, uh, there's some news today. Tom Brady retired. Shocked. Any chance in your mind, and people feel differently, is this really it this time for him? Yeah, I mean, I think last year at this time, um, I was kind of bought into the fact that he was going to be done and retired, and then he came back. You know, a lot of things happened. It, it kind of, I would say, leaves a weird taste in everyone's mouth if, like, he kind of came back for that performance last season. So I would not be surprised whatsoever if he decides to run it back one more season in a better situation than what Tampa Bay could potentially provide to him. Um, so I, I know he said it was official, but... Uh, I, I'm not officially writing him off, I would say, until I actually see it uh, week one of the NFL season. So I, I think we might see another Tom Brady come back here one more time. Yes. What about the other old guy, Aaron Rodgers? Uh, it looks like he might actually be done in Green Bay, but if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I want to stay in the NFC. I do not want to go to the AFC, but that's most likely where he'll end up. The Jets, looks like the Dolphins are committed to Tua again this year. Uh, where do you think he ends up? Where do you think he's playing week one of next season? And also, like, what is Aaron Rodgers in the AFC? You know, um, I feel like he has to have a really good situation because you look at Mahomes and Herbert and how those teams are going to continue to improve, like the Bengals. I just I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is worth 12 wins anymore. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I do think, like, th there is kind of an interesting balancing act, right? Like, obviously, he does want to stay in the NFC, but there's no real teams, I would say, that are kind of set up to maximize a veteran talent like Aaron Rodgers coming out of the NFC and can kind of provide the rest of the, you know, supporting cast around him that he needs. So I think from, like, a team perspective, like you said, the New York Jets make too much sense. They obviously have a ton of young talent, both on the offense and de defensive side of the football, you know, young wide receivers as well. So I think a veteran quarterback, since they've already kind of failed in the rookie quarterback situation, you know, very much makes a lot of sense. And I think out of all the guys out there, like Aaron Rodgers can probably be the guy that can at least get them a little bit over the hump. I'm not saying he's going to compete with, you know, the Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herberts, but, you know, there is a viable path to them securing a wild card berth with Aaron Rodgers in the fold. But uh, unfortunately, kind of like you said, like his upside, the team's upside, very much capped in the, in the AFC. So if he wanted to land in the NFC, you know, there, there's just there's just not a ton of takers. I do think Carolina is going to be better than expected, you know, and very much has like the division in place to potentially be able to get a veteran quarterback on that roster and very much probably be contenders, you know, relatively quickly in the NFC. So that would be the one landing spot that I think makes sense. But uh, right now there's just too much smoke, I would say, for him not to end up with the Jets, uh, given kind of what we know in the direction that they've held uh, onto, I would say, this offseason. Yeah, let's stick in that division because they all now, Tampa, Carolina, Atlanta, and <clears throat> and the Saints obviously have quarterback issues. Like, ugh. What are they gonna do, Ben? What What are any like? Are we gonna see a real quarterback on any of these teams come September? Uh, no, probably not. To be honest with you, and I think we're gonna see you know more of the same at least as far as the NFC South being really bad. You know, defensive struggle every single season, uh, every single week, but it's going to be like a really poor team that ends up getting out of there. So I, I do think like, you know, kind of going back to it, like uh, the Saints kind of, you know, in some ways have a few young playmakers on the offensive side of the football, but probably, you know, don't really have the quarterback situation figured out. I also think their defense specifically and their secondary kind of exceeded expectations this year. So I think buying into them kind of returning to form once again uh, is a little bit overstated. So I, I think you have to go back to it. Like Carolina, 
you know, obviously the job that Steve Wilkes did in the latter half of the season was very impressive, but it very much also kind of sets up as a roster that is kind of heading in the right direction and does have some young talent. You know, along the cornerback position, DJ Moore is still a guy I think that can definitely win at the wide receiver level. So if they do kind of, you know, get that answer at quarterback, you know, they very much, I would say, should probably be favorites to win the NFC South, you know, heading into week one. Talking to Ben Brown. Ben MGM tonight. Yeah, it's it's crazy to look at that division and just go like, who who in the world is going to actually be a team that you? I, maybe it's another eight win season for the division winner next year. But yeah. no, the NFL is crazy. When you look at the the quarterback carousel that has the potential uh, to happen right now, it could be similar to what we had last year. And of course, last year one of the big moves was Russell Wilson going to Denver. Now you got Sean Payton in there, and we we hope I like just for NFL fans like. You hope it makes them better because I'd rather see more good quarterback play than bad. It was funny watching the Broncos for a little while, and then it got to the point where it was so embarrassing. You're like, they don't look like a professional team. I mean, one, your thoughts on the Sean Payton hire there, and two, how much more credibility do the Broncos have and maybe just more optimism now with Sean Payton there given what we saw last year in that offense? Yeah, definitely. I I think they very much needed to try and find a guy that can kind of maximize, you know, what Russell Wilson has been really good at. Unfortunately, like the the, the, the Sean, you know, uh, the Sean Payton basically like the the way in which he's been successful with the veteran quarterback Drew Brees was very much this low A dot methodical drives plays underneath guys like Elvin Kamara, you know, generating yards after the catch. And that's very much, you know, not only what this Denver Broncos offense isn't, but it's also very much not where Russell Wilson was successful in Seattle, right? Like, obviously, he had the the duo of wide receivers, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, and, and was very much, you know, at his best when he, you know, could occasionally drop down some of these YOLO balls, you know, 40 yards in the air, 40 yards downfield, and drop them into the breadbasket and, you know, win through explosive plays. And, and I just have not seen, you know, Peyton's, you know, offensive scheme or philosophy really embrace that sort of variance so uh, unless you know Peyton kind of remakes what he thinks offensively like I, I still think like the marriage when you kind of break it down a little bit doesn't add up to I would say the Broncos really getting or going in the right direction so uh, I still think there's probably reason for concerns you know it, in Denver I also think you know the wide receiver unit specifically guys like Jerry Judy were kind of expected to take a step forward and, and very much probably haven't done that so far so even hoping that they can arrive at some sort of combination similar to Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf is a pretty strong and tall order so I, I think they're going to have to rely on defense and you know in some ways rushing the football and I think that's going to leave them you know very much, uh, I would say, probably on the outside looking in of a really strong division and a really strong conference. So to me, even with Peyton in the fold, uh, it's really hard, I would say, to see them actually be legitimate contenders to potentially even get through, you know, uh, even anywhere close to, I would say, the Super Bowl from the AFC right now. Ben, I'm a, unfortunately a, a Dallas Cowboy fan, and <laughs> I've I've lived through some some shaky offensive coordinators, Scott Linehan being one, and so Kellen Moore was a breath of fresh air when he came in, and I think he kind of wore out his welcome. Uh, I'm very curious your perspective on how you see that fit going with him being the OC of the Chargers. Yeah, I, I I don't mind it, to be honest with you. And it seems like, you know, Mike McCarthy wanted a little bit more say in, you know, the overall play calling duties and responsibilities. So it'll be interesting where Dallas actually goes. But I, I think Kellen Moore makes a lot of sense kind of being that high profile offensive coordinator that, you know, the, the Chargers very much need and can kind of, I, I would say, alleviate, you know, Brandon Staley needing to have any sort of say on the offensive side of the football and then very much, you know, building out outside 
a better offensive scheme than what they had under Joe Lombardi because it, it was very much, you know, first down run, you know, check down to Austin Eckler than like, uh, you know, uh, needing Justin Herbert to kind of be, you know, absolutely magical every single third down. So I think sustainable drives, you know, getting ahead of the change uh, is something that we've seen Kellen Moore at least be somewhat capable of doing. Uh, and I still think they very much have the playmakers in place. So I think he's probably going to unlock Justin Herbert. I know we've seen him take some really good strides so far, but uh, I very much like that fit overall. And I do think that, you know, long-term, uh, this is a, you know, a hire that we're going to look back on and think it made a ton of sense and very much changed, I would say, the trajectory of the AFC. Ben, as a Packer fan, I'm trying to tell her, like, be careful what you wish for, because Mike McCarthy I know, taking I a bigger that. role in the play calling. <laughs> I didn't want that. I wanted Kellen Moore to go and then be. someone else to come in, not no one might else not to be come a good in. Thing. Uh, looking at the Super Bowl, I know we have plenty of time to kind of overreact to everything and look at this game, but we've seen some line movement right now. The Chiefs, one and a half point dogs. The Eagles, one and a half point favorites. The total actually went up from 49 and a half to 50 and a half, which was a little surprising. Anything that you like early in this game? Yeah, I was kind of on the under early on. Um, you know, I, I feel like the initial line movement probably is, you know, causing me to be a little bit hesitant of that. Yeah. But uh, I still very much, you know, given the uncertainty of the Chiefs pass catching situation, you know, outside of Travis Kelsey, like uh, I am very much kind of targeting some unders from their perspective if we do end up getting some of those lines. But I, I'm leaning under, you know, the, the last three Super Bowls have basically all gone under, not really getting all that close. So I think they're very much is kind of like this, like feeling out, phase on the scripted play set uh, and both you know offenses have been pretty good from a scripted play set but also the defenses I would say have been much better than expected with the Eagles having like the second best coverage uh, you know unit from an EPA per scripted pass play perspective so I think we see chop to start I think if you're looking at you know uh, you know 24 24 and a half point first half that's very much you know a spot liked on um, and very much I think probably makes the most sense as opposed to hitting anything on you know the whole game total but the props you know leaning on the under in this matchup I am probably not a huge fan of too many anytime touchdown scores but uh, I do think a guy like Kenneth Gainwell his usage although it has been in a lot of blowout settings you know ha has very much kind of taken off in the playoffs and I think he if he is involved you know, even at that 40 to 50% snapshot, which he has been getting, uh, he, for kind of a long shot bet to get an anytime touchdown, uh, is probably one of my favorite early week Super Bowl props you can bet right now. Yeah, Ben, I learned last week, although I've learned it before, but it was nothing worse than watching Brock Purdy get hurt and completely change the entire game script of yeah. everything between the 49ers and Eagles mm -hmm. to the point where obviously the 49ers literally physically could not throw the football so the Eagles just say alright we'll run the whole time because you know the anytime touchdowns that I had for a couple of receivers on the Eagles so it just basically destroyed everything that we thought that was going to happen in that game Patrick Mahomes looked good, but not 100%. We saw some gimping every once in a while. There's still a little concern about Jalen Hurts' shoulder. Uh, you didn't see as much from him, but they're still running him. They're still running him on short yardage plays, which I kind of get the goal line because he's just bent. He, you know, squats 600 pounds and nobody can stop him. But going into this game, both quarterbacks, there are some at least question marks around their health. Do you have any concern? Is there maybe one quarterback you have a little more concern than the other? And in turn, does that make you shy away from any sort of props on the market? Yeah, I very much am still concerned with Patrick Holmes. Obviously, we saw him, you know, scramble once towards the end of the game to pick up that first down, get the late hit out of bounds, everything else. But outside of that, he was really hesitant, I would say, to kind of maneuver outside of the pocket in a lot of pressure-type situations. I do think he's going to be kind of a little bit of a sitting duck for Hassan Reddick and the rest of that, you know, Eagles front four that generates pressure at basically the highest rate in football. So I, I think that's the spot that you have to 
probably you know angle away from or, or at least kind of try and think about the fact like if he is if he does take one or two shots early like he is very much probably going to drop in, in his overall you know effectiveness rating if we could kind of come up with something like that so I I am concerned about the pressure I do think that the Eagles specifically will generate a lot more quick pressure than what the Bengals were able to put forth when that happens you know trusting some receivers like you know Justin Watson who, who very much looks in line to run like 70% of the you know routes pass routes that they're going to have available here in this matchup like that's a concern for a guy who can't really win and separate underneath relatively quickly so outside of guys like Travis Kelsey and you know outside of guys like Isaiah Pacheco and maybe Jarek McKinnon like there's not a lot there to love from a passing perspective for the Kansas City Chiefs and if they can't you know move the ball effectively passing the football uh this could turn into a long one for them so I, I do like the Eagles right now I know the spreads moved a little bit against them relatively recently after very much opening and then kind of moving in their direction but you know outside of that I think you know fading some of the patch Mahomes uh passing yards I know it's never going to be a comfortable feeling but uh, I just think you know specifically this matchup uh is going to be really difficult for them to I would say have a ton of extended drives where they do have a lot of success so uh, I think Chiefs under Patrick Mahomes under, uh, you know, very much leads towards the Eagles probably being the correct side to bet in this matchup. Yeah, really quick, about 45 seconds. Do you think that there's value on an Eagles alternate spread, uh, like if this thing gets ugly based on what you just broke down? Yeah, I, those that's a spot I've definitely been trying to play more. Obviously, we've you know they very much are good at this bully football that they can win you know in the trenches when they do that. Uh, you, you know, it's all over. So I think if you're getting it right before key numbers like minus six and a half, maybe even up to minus thirteen and a half, uh, we have seen some of these games get a little bit out of hand. So definitely think that is you know a pretty worthwhile play if you're looking for like you know a plus money opportunity on a game spread right now. All right, he's Ben Brown. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks, Ben. Thank you. That was awesome.